With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Broadcasting live from the 96.9 The Game Studio, it's time to go in the zone with your host, Brandon Kravitz. Welcome to the show. Let's have some fun. We're live on 96.9 The Game, streaming everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You are in the zone, the show of the Orlando sports fan. Your host, Brandon Kravitz, here alongside my co-host, producer, the maestro, Mike Tazi, throwing the white smoke in the air with chalk. Whatever it is, LeBron James throwing in the uh, in the air, making us all breathe in. If you're sitting courtside, which I have done before, by the way, courtside for be, LeBron, courtside for LeBron, and what? and breathed in the chalk. I have that never he throws heard the story. into the air. I, I used to be hear. courtside for Magic games, and then my seat got taken away. Oh man, that's a bummer. <laughs> Can't I go like, from courtside to sitting anywhere else. I like my spot in the club level. The seat is a lot more comfortable where I sit now than on the floor. You're like packed in like a sardine. That's and the, true. The chair is less comfortable. You don't have any room. You get the aerial view of kind of how plays set up, but courtside, there's nothing like the speed of the game from that. I angle. do. Miss, I miss, There are aspects of it that I miss watching coach interactions and, yeah. re- and players yelling at referees and like that and uh, breathing in LeBron Chuck, those kind of things. But. Yeah, I obviously I feel better today than I did yesterday. Well caffeinated. Nice. That is some alpha brain today. So I'm feeling pretty good. And uh and, and last night was fun. It was fun to be part of that Magic Knicks game and then to get home and, and watch the LeBron festivities. I feel like yesterday was not my best showing personally. You know, you have to take a moment of self reflection. <laughs> uh was not I was not um uh, I did not have tip-top energy yesterday, but we made it through. It's the beauty of five days a week doing this job is that you can suck on Tuesday and then you're right back at it on Wednesday. Always get another opportunity. It's like taking a 0 for 4 in baseball and being able to come back with a multi-pit effort the next day or there at least go. draw a couple walks. Trying to That's it. I'm just trying to get on base today. So thanks for hanging with us. We appreciate that. Uh, your experience last night, you went to the Magic game with uh, without a credential. You Without went as a, a credential. Fan. Went as a fan in full uniform. Had myself a couple adult beverages. By the end of the game, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was into it. <laughs> I was loud. I, it was fun to be able to like react and cheer, like that yeah. boy Mo. <laughs> you know, just getting fired up for Mo Wagner getting buckets. Man, I still it's haunting me. The Paolo reverse layup that rimmed out. Feel like the outcome changes if that goes in. Then Fultz comes back and gives us a one point lead with that big dunk. Yeah. And uh, but I just still felt like that reverse layup that rimmed out was going to end up costing him, and it did. IQ and Jalen Brunson were pretty big for the Knicks all game, but in a game that the Magic led like the whole way, just maybe the most bitter I've ever walked out of Amway Center. That in the overtime loss to the Kings, mm, and yeah, hearing the yeah. Let's Go Knicks chance, 
Oh, it hurt. Oh, there were a lot of Knicks fans in the building last night. We'll, we'll get to that if I could keep going, and uh, you know, we'll get we could get lost in that conversation, and, and we'll talk about the game from last night. Uh, but the biggest sport story in sports today is what happened after the Magic game was over. I will admit I was completely wrong. I thought that LeBron was going to wait until Thursday night against the Bucks to get it done. Uh, but I think that once we all saw the celebs show up, LeBron's yeah. high school friends were there, showed up to the game in an all-black suit looking Brain pretty suit. fresh. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in the building. LeBron wore his white vintage headband. I mean, you knew like the fix was in. LeBron was going to go in and do whatever it took to break the record last night. And kudos to him. It is a sign of how dominant he is that he can show up to an arena and decide he's going to score more than 36 points. That takes a, It takes a great player to show up and say, this is going to happen tonight. And clearly with everything that went into his preparation for that game and the people that were there, he knew he was breaking it that night. And there was there, there was going to be no other way that that played out last night other than LeBron breaking the record. Nah, you said it. The headband highlights, once that, once that was going to be a thing, and all the celebrities, the suit, I should have just hammered LeBron's over in points. I'm not sure what I was thinking there. Just the fact that he needed to get 36 to go do it, that felt like it made it all the more dramatic, and I'm somehow going to stick in an Ichiro reference here. He always talked about how he could hit 30 home runs a year, but he'd rather hit for average. He's that good of a hitter. LeBron's like that in basketball. I mean, he's here to get others involved, really uh, properly tempo the game, but if he has it in him to want to go get X amount of points, he could easily go do that. Now, his team might not win the game, which ended up being the case last night. In parentheses, the Thunder did win. Right. Nobody will remember that. Nobody, well, I, such I might. A, such a footnote. <laughs> I think the three things I'll remember from last night is that LeBron made history, and it was really cool, and the building was electric. Heck of a moment. We'll never forget it. Kareem was gracious, uh, but really being chapped about that magic loss of the Knicks. <laughs> and then the Thunder winning. Uh, somebody is operating the computer that I'm looking at, the screen right here. It really freaked me out. Ooh. I thought there was a ghost. Like, I can actually see someone typing on the screen that's here to my right. I think Scott, Scotty's getting things done. Yes, yeah, so somebody's typing in codes. This might be that Chinese balloon at work over here. <laughs> oh, no. here Something's go. going on. Uh, everybody today is trying to put LeBron's greatness in its proper place. That seems to be the thing we do. After somebody has an incredible accomplishment, breaking a record, having an all-time performance, or winning a championship, we try and figure out the best way to describe where that individual ranks and what this says about their legacy. I actually think it's pretty simple with LeBron James. And in a world, especially with basketball, we love having arguments. I mean, the the, the GOAT debate is like the number one low-hanging fruit topic that's out there. Any day that you want to grab it, LeBron versus Michael, go ahead and have yourself a ball. But this one, I don't even really think there's an argument to be had. LeBron is the single greatest offensive player to ever play the game of basketball. Not just scorer, best offensive player. And scoring is a big part of that. Obviously, he has the scoring record. He can score at every level. He can get to the hoop. He can shoot a three. He can shoot the mid-range like he did 
to break the record. He's super intelligent. He's an elite passer, gets his teammates involved. He can play with power. He can play with finesse. He can put his back to the basket like an old-school center. His offensive bag is more diverse and skilled than anyone ever, and the stats now completely unequivocally back that up in that the fact that he's at the top of the scoring list and he's going to end up higher than fourth in all-time assists. I mean, that just screams greatest offensive player ever still think MJ's the best today's not about MJ though like that's one thing that annoys me and I'm an MJ guy is how quickly LeBron has this accomplishment and we can't wait to talk about how great Michael Jordan was today is not about MJ there are other days to talk about how great he is this is about LeBron and what is LeBron LeBron's not the greatest basketball player that's ever lived he is the greatest offensive player overall the totality of an offensive basketball game he's the greatest that's ever done it I mean, he's the king, and he's got the all-time scoring record, and it's like enough said, right? Like you can point to all the finals appearances, then the other side can point to some of the losses, but at the end of the day, your team has LeBron and, uh, well, maybe not this Lakers team at this juncture, but you usually have a pretty darn good chance to at least be in the playoffs and make a run. I think that's the disappointing thing for me to see as someone who – has appreciated LeBron. I still don't almost know how I feel with the MJ-LeBron debate because LeBron takes the cake in some areas, but Michael's career was in theory perfect and like untouchable and just stuff that legends are made of. Not like LeBron isn't legendary either. But I don't know. I, I look at him and there's really nothing that he's ever done wrong on the basketball court. The chips might not have always you know, bounced his way based on how his teams are built, but... Usually, he's never been at fault for his team losing. Maybe that Mavericks finals. I'm starting to think of something. <laughs> but no. Well, I mean, that's where I think that that's where people end up getting hung up on that with LeBron and uh, that he wasn't that he wasn't a great winner out of the gate. It took him a while to get to that point where there was that that last box to check to be an all time great player is not just compiling stats and getting teams through the playoffs, but is actually um, being a killer at the highest level in the NBA Finals, and he wasn't that at first. In fact, he he shrank, and we're so used to our great basketball players being Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and guys that uh, Tim Duncan that rise above. When, once the, the pressure's on at the highest level, they're at their absolute best. And LeBron wasn't like that right away. He was a great player that would score six points in game two of the finals. Hard to believe. I still can't believe believe that ever happened, and that just shows the mental side of the game can affect even the greatest of players. Uh, There was something that Jake said yesterday that I wanted to pay tribute to. I guess he was talking about super teams and how it's not just that easy to combine players and make it work. And I guess that's another thing that, you know, a lot of people say LeBron took the easy way out by going to Miami and teaming up with Bosch and Wade, but he did, at the end of the day, get it all done. And so he's got that legacy with, with those championships. He got one back for Cleveland, and now you see him here number one o- overall in scoring. It's uh, enough said, really. And it's like, I don't know if it matters to him what people think, who people think is the GOAT. I know he answered last night that he says, you know, he'll put himself up against anybody and. Good. I think I'm. I was happy to hear him say that. Whether that's the truth or not, in terms of in the eyes of fans, who cares? As long as it matters to him that he's the best, that's it. Well, there you go. He almost sounded like his mother there, but yeah, that was. It was good seeing her in the crowd with Savannah. That was cool. Gloria was in the building. It was. It was a star-studded affair. Jay Z was there. Denzel Washington. 
saw all kinds of people. The and kids. Then, and then well, there are so many different angles to this. One of the things that that stood out to me in the immediate aftermath of LeBron breaking the record was how quickly people took, and here we go, putting Michael Jordan right back into the conversation, <laughs> yeah. how quickly people shared the side-by-side photo of LeBron knocking down that fadeaway jumper with everybody that was in the shot in terms of the fans in attendance with their phones out, taking a picture or a video of the moment, and then sharing the side-by-side of the game in Utah where Michael Jordan hit that iconic shot where you see his number 23 uh, you know, spot up from the free throw line. After crossing Byron Russell. Yeah, I mean, one of the most iconic plays, maybe the most iconic play in NBA history, one of them. And on all the Utah fans are just standing there taking in the moment. There's, there's, uh, there are a couple of things. There's, there's a big difference between these two moments because everybody's pointing out like, ah, millennials, that's all they care about. They're on their phone. They're not living in the moment. iPhones didn't exist in 1998. So let's not give the people of Utah too much credit here. They right. didn't exactly have the option. Also, that was an NBA Finals game where their team was about to get knocked out. And that wasn't different. that wasn't a moment where you go, oh, let me get my even if it was just like a co- uh, like a camera, you wouldn't take it out and go, let me take a picture of the Jazz getting eliminated here. No, they're pissed. They weren't happy. We watched that as NBA fans and go, that's iconic. They're sitting there going, damn it, Michael. You know they weren't happy about right. it. So there's a difference between Lakers fans that were there for that specific moment versus jazz fans who didn't ever want Michael to hit that shot. So even if iPhones were a thing, I don't think you would have seen a bunch of uh, a bunch of people on their phones taking a picture of that. Yeah, I mean, I think that was more to just show a sign of the times and and where we've gone to now. I mean, the coolest part was like the Nike founder Phil Knight sitting there, kind of with like a smile on his face, him being the only one. Taking actually taking it in the proper way. Yeah, I mean, it's the world we're in. We can't go backwards now. I, I, I don't like it. It's a weird look. It looks very futuristic, but we're in these times. Back then, that, it was classic. Okay, but like that, and I think that makes, that this is why it stood out to me, because I think it makes for such an interesting dialogue of being in a moment. Can you have your phone out and still be in a moment? I think that you absolutely can. Yeah, if you're, it's just a weird look. It, 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 It'll it, never get normal to me. It, it definitely has a Black Mirror vibe to it. But yeah. If you're on, if you're actually on your phone, like there's a big difference to me in trying to capture a moment, living in the moment while simultaneously trying to capture it. I think that we all, because technology is tied to the hip for us, have become good enough at multitasking to where we can soak in a moment while also record it on our phones. Those two things can be can exist at the same time. It's when you see, like, if you were to see somebody who's thumbing through Instagram as LeBron is doing that, yeah. that's not living in the moment. No, but though I'm sure they were thumbing through Instagram the rest of the game to see who's viewing their, hey, I was here. I was here. Look, look. You know, why can't you just take that in and tell people, like, I was there, these were the vibes, and that's that. But no, that's the world we're in. You have to show everything, everybody, every little thing you're doing. If you're, like, one of my biggest fears, and I think that this is something that is has really started to creep up on me as I've had a kid, um, and, and I think in some ways I've always been like this, is, like, I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to forget some of the greatest moments in my life. And so if I can capture some of them... In real time, even though you could go on YouTube and watch LeBron knock down that shot the 100,000 times, it's different from your vantage point. What did it look like when I was sitting there? I think it evokes a different emotion and memory of being in that moment. And if you spent money to be in that seat and you cared enough to be there, yeah. that's something that you would want to remember. 
So I'm just thinking, like, obviously it's easy to criticize someone sitting in that spot. I think I would have done the exact same thing. I would hope that I could wait until I got home to post it online and live in the moment thereafter, but I would definitely want to capture that on my phone and remember what it looked like from my view. It's hard to say that I wouldn't if I was there because it's one of those keeping up with the Joneses thing, and if it's like, you know, helps people flock to listen to the show, and you know, then I'm going to do it. But like my favorite sports moments, I'm not I, back. I mean, obviously, I didn't have a phone back then to capture it, but I kind of remember all the memories in my head. If it's that great of a moment, I'm not going to forget it. It's not going to fade. So yeah. it's better to, I guess, capture things that you would think that you'd forget. But just the fact that the Thunder ended up winning that game, I know people had a problem with them stopping play and LeBron you know, getting the microphone and addressing the crowd, and I thought how he ended it was pretty hilarious, how he uh, threw out the <laughs> F word, and it was just kind of like, a wow, Like, I don't, what else can I say? I'm yeah, actually yeah. the number one scoring uh, champion, and uh, I thought that was actually well put. But the fact that the Thunder won and the rest of the game was just kind of what it was, and went. I've never seen a player on the losing team be the one that puts the TNT headset on and like talks with the guys after the game. And, you know, people had a problem with it. I didn't. It was a regu- NBA regular season game and something historic happened, which was much more important in theory to the history of the league than the Thunder winning this individual game. It was a very historical moment. There's a million different angles. We'll get to more of them and what Tazi touched on as the show progresses. Coming up next, the Magic dropped one to the Knicks, but the atmosphere was a huge win. We'll discuss that next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.